were you expecting superpower wise? It probably, I probably got fucked. It probably been something weird. Like I could grow larger because I'm short, but at the same time, I'm, that's not what I heard. Did you hear it? Like but Pinocchio? Yeah. No, 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 not from lying. Maybe I'm, if I'm lying on my back, I might grow. Depending on. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god. Someone with a really big penis just drove by. So Word, his again. superpower. That's his superpower. Word, but I don't know. It probably some some caveat like I could grow, but at the same time, I would like go bald or something. Or that's terrifying. Yeah, like you. Why do you have to have a trade off? Because it's life. It's a Faustian coven. Uh, what, 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 what coven? Just like with the Flash, he has to eat for his metabolism, so mm-hmm. your power has to come from somewhere. Snorlax does the same. I think mine are still developing because I just had my vaccine yesterday. You don't so. have enough. You melanin. don't. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's melanin based. Yeah. And look at you. You're and like a, a porcelain doll. <laughs> I already am born with powers. And with that, let's jump into today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the space between us and the caskets buried below. Should be six feet, right? Should be. Should be. Yeah. Shallow graves and all that. Yeah, because the bodies float out and just be in the Unless it's like a bunk bed situation. Okay, bunk bed situation, I like that. I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined as always by... Kelsey Show, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood ice cream man. Oh, I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sitting across from us is the one, the only, the porcelain doll as she is. <laughs> Michelle, with no intro. That's right. <laughs> Joining us again uh, this week, you've heard him on an episode before. What were we talking about at that point? Uh... It was something dumb. It was team-ups. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. It was dumb team-ups. That's what it was, something dumb. (laughs) Yes, because we were talking about like Three Stooges and yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But joining us is... I'm Andy Babcock, and at this point you call me Mr. Holiday. The last time I was here was Thanksgiving. This one's going to be Christmas. Shit, he's right. So as Dickens would say, come inside and know me better, man. Count on (laughs) We can count on him. I never thought about Father Christmas saying, come inside and know me better, like biblically. Like... Like, Kelsey, Kelsey, no, look at me. Like, I know, but. No, look at me when I do it. No, he doesn't. He knows that. He's shown him that motion before. (laughs) He just comes inside people's houses unannounced. Damn. Mm. Both ways. Yes. So, uh, today is uh, part four of our independent series. We've talked about superheroes, we've talked about sci fi, we've talked about slice of life. Now, today, what are we talking about, Michelle? Oh, the dark side. Oh! (laughs) Horror, scary stories. Created by indie comics. Books that go bump in the night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bump, bump. Also, one of the most <laughs> underappreciated Saturday morning cartoons from the 90s. Was Books that go bump in the night? No, bump in the night. Oh. About the little what? green monster. He came out at nighttime. His best friend was like like a soap blob. And then his other best friend was a doll, a rag doll. You're probably too young. It came out like right before Gargoyles. I'm too young for this. Gargoyles. We're the same age. And, uh, so no, no, we're not the same age. Like Gargoyles, uh, Pirates of the Dark Water. Then the last cartoon was the Winnie, New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I know, I know all those yeah, ones. Bumping but, in the night. What is Bumping the Night? Bumping. We, we'll do that afterwards, but we're here for it. Is it kind of like Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, 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 no. We're no, here for he a was, real reason. It was nighttime and he was bumping, is what I'm hearing. No, I have smooth skin, baby. It don't work like that. He wasn't bumping? No. Wow. But like it I said, wasn't a skin flick. We'll, you, like we'll YouTube it after this. <laughs> it wasn't HBO After Dark. Hmm. No, Skinamax. Ah, Skinamax. Today we're talking about horror, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of great independent horror books. And, and you, you, uh, there's one that uh, I really want to get to at some point, um, but not take up too much of the time. Something's Killing the Children. Oh, great book. Andy, can, can you give me a, just a, a quick description <laughs> of that for the listeners at home? 
This one, it's a really slow burn horror. It was actually nominated for a Ringo and an Eisner for best new book just this year. So it's really underappreciated, really under talked about. It, it, there's no superpowers or, or any kind Nothing of weird like action or anything, but the gore in there is so good. I think the only thing I don't like about it, though, is some of the page layouts. They want you to, to read across the fold sometimes, and it's not real obvious when they exactly. want you to do it. Exactly. Thank you. I was having the same issue. I was like, wait. Oh, so he's that yeah. way. Like, it, you had to do that, that double read. It's almost as bad as this that when you're reading This conversation is the... not flowing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, and you're like, hold on. He just said, what is he? And then the rest of the conversation that has all the exposition that you need is there. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, those fucking, um, not Laffy Taffy, but like those fucking, the bomb pops, you know, you got the joke, then you get the brain freeze, and then you get the, the answer to the joke. Mm, no so one knows what I'm talking about. That's yeah, you got to suck all that sticky stuff off, and then you get to the other word on the other yes, end of the stick. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah see? Yeah. You might be too young for that, Kelsey. I'm too old for it. That's because I forgot. So, <laughs> <laughs> with these independent horror books, we, I mean, you don't really see a lot of horror in the big two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a special for Halloween or like a what if. But with uh, with like Image and Boom, you were saying um, Dark Horse, uh, Ahoy Comics even, which is one you should really be checking out they can get into some of the weirdest territory and tell a story that they want. So what, what books have you guys read that really pushed that limit of what you were comfortable with? Um, for me, I guess if it's anything, it would be Ice Cream Man. I was hoping kind of Ice Cream Man. Take it to not, uh, not like a visually, like, oh my God, I can't believe I, they drew this or I saw this, but just like creepy in a sense because Ice Cream Man is like an anthology series about... They um, present him to be an ice cream man, but the more you read, you realize this dude is something otherworldly. He's something else. Something wicked. So is he the constant in all of the stories, and it just changes the other characters? Or yes, it? and okay. it focuses on the town that he delivers yeah, ice cream Yeah, because it is all in the same universe. It's yes. not just like, oh, he exists in the multiverse, which he might. He might, because they go to the future, they go parallel dimensions, and it's almost like some Nightmare on Elm Street type shit. Kind of, yeah. Like, there's always an ice cream man on every street type deal. Because there was Caleb, and Caleb was the, the, the black writer. Yeah. What is this guy's name again? Uh, I want to say it starts with a J, like Jerry or something like that. But Ah, Jimmy's. So it's a franchise? Maybe, I don't know. They have like ice cream man franchises out there, and you just get a murder truck and go around <laughs> singing bomb pops. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> kind of like with this show, there can only be one chum bucket. Yes. And uh, he's so the about, one uh, he's so the about one the little cream. worms that crawl and wiggle their ways in the places that you don't know are there, but they're always, always there. It's the kind of story <laughs> that you read and you're like, well, that was disturbing. And then like an hour later, it pops back into your head and you're like, I don't like that. And one of the I don't best, like that at all. One of the best issues is um, one that's Reads the same from back to forward, that was so you really can literally read it the normal way, turn it around, and read it backwards, and it's the same story going forward. It's literally, and, and it's not just you know like panels you can read. It's the whole. It's the whole dialogue. It reads perfectly backwards and forward. Huh. I don't know That's how good. they did that, but, but it, it works. It's so good, man. Yeah. Um, what about you, Michelle? What have you read recently that has kind of irked you and made you want more? Um, made me want more was Thirteen Coins from Tell Titan. Me about Thirteen Coins. Yeah, the graphics are amazing. This sh- it's only six issues, but it's pretty much um, between. So the Thirteen Fallen. Mm-hmm. So they turned against God. Your favorite. <laughs> you know, listeners. You know, I love Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, if you just open your hearts, uh, he will come inside and know you better, man. <laughs> so Samyaza, I think I pronounced that right. You know, I say it. However it sounds I want. like one of your words. Yeah. <laughs> 
he created the 13 coins, so each of the fallen have one. And then you have the sons, which are Nephilims, and they're fighting against the fallen. Ooh. And then you have John Posner, Posner, who comes out, and he is one of the True Bloods. So both of his parents were kind of like the first warriors or whatever. Um, and the whole goal, the goal is to get these 13 coins and release the Dark Lord, pretty much. And um, the one who's kind of coordinating that is Ramael, who okay. is one of the Fallen, but he likes to walk around like a creepy leprechaun. That's his favorite skin suit. So are the oh. Fallen like... <laughs> so are the Fallen like Fallen Angels? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. You, you, you said a, you used a term that I, I really got to dive into. Skin suit. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. That's all they really say. That's his favorite go-to is to pick that one. And it's this creepy Let me, let me take leprechaun. a stab at it. It's a suit. <laughs> Made of someone's skin. Damn, Kelsey, you just you you wrinkled my brain. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Gotta get, uh, gotta unsmooth it, baby. Yeah. Gotta unsmooth it. <laughs> Made from the extra foreskin. What? <laughs> well, you have extra? Hey, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Hold on, Wait, hold that's on. a skin suit. That's Where did you get suit. extra from? And can we sign up? I, I don't know eBay. I'm not. <laughs> get, I'm not getting extra foreskin. Said, Last Amazon, time I did that, it was just baloney. <laughs> <laughs> and it did have a first name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it my baloney has a foreskin? You used to. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they kind of just ended it at the sixth issue where John realizes that he needs to get the last coin. Um, the 13th one. Yeah. And that can bring somebody back from the dead. And he wants his girlfriend back. So we're not we're not only seeing, you know, God being probably a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Seraphim, Nephilim, Warriors, and Fallen. We're also getting a Dragon Ball kind of storyline in this. I guess. So, so, uh, oh, so does each coin have a certain a magical ability, or is this just the thirteenth yeah. one? If you get all thirteen, they didn't go they into get... each coin have its own power. Are we looking at a Pog situation? But they made it clear <laughs> that the last coin, Azazel, or uh, um, Azazel, Azazel, yeah, it's his coin. <laughs> or Azrael can bring the one. As I know him from hanging out with Bruce, it's Azazel. But anyway, yeah. but is it the collective of the 13? Yeah. Or, okay, so you have to get all 13 for the wish to happen. Okay. Yeah. Or, like the Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. I, so what makes this a horror story? I think because of the backstory between the angels and demons, I kind of keep it into that genre. Okay. Yeah, and the blood and gore. Oh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. it didn't, doesn't sound like your traditional horror story, but no. if you got the visuals right, then. And the, the fallen almost look like vampires. Yeah, and she did like, say True Blood. True Blood too, just like with the Fallen and Mutant X, but not to bring it back to the big two. <laughs> but word though, we knew X Men was coming. Literally, <laughs> no episode we've done in the run of this show have yeah. we not mentioned X Men. That was I a lot like of double negatives. Let me try and say it. that a better are you, way. Are you profiting? We always talk about it. I am branded by them. So look at him. Yeah. He's literally got a tattoo on his shoulder that is an X. Yeah, for sure a well. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> Andy, what, what what books have you read, or what's one that really jumped out of you and uh, tickled your gooch? <laughs> <laughs> well, the one I'm kind of into now, and I've been reading, it's only on issue four, and it's brand new, and it's from uh, Skybound Comics. Yes. And it's Stillwater, is what it's called. And the horror aspect comes in, there's, there's no monsters, there's no foul play, it's all about this small town, often podunk somewhere that mm-hmm. no one's really heard of, or if you're inside this town's borders, you can't die. You can have your head chopped off and your body will grow back. It's that extreme in it. So these kids are just murking each other off the so side of buildings. you can't be suicidal and, in the town. <laughs> you can't even try. But the, 
Issue two is the one that got me as far as the horror. Because they've got mm-hmm. this this one guy for some reason, some reason called a judge, and they just put him in charge, and he gets to decide everyone's fate. And so this one lady messed up really bad, and she gets two weeks in the hole. And you're thinking solitary, right? No, they buried this chick alive. Bury her because six you can't die. Cover in dirt. How horrifying mm. is that? Sitting there with the worms crawling up your butt, and yeah. you're having—I mean, you're just—you feel yourself you're rotting. Your lungs, yourself. yeah, you I'm can't saying, breathe yeah, no. for two solid weeks. Your lungs are on fire. You're dying. I don't want without worms dying up my butt for two weeks. Jesus Christ! Is that where you draw the line on things that go in there? Um, because <laughs> you asked for something to tickle my gooch. So my question to you, like, how do they? If you can't die, for example, like if you shoot yourself. Does the womb heal or does the achenaiva happen? Good fucking question. No, you, you, you're bloody. Your bones are sticking out. There's not a whole lot of it. There's two little yeah. kids. That, they're only little kids by the size of their body. They're like full-grown men. Okay, they like so to play like, games where they'll fight at the edge of uh-huh. a building and just get yeeted off the end and fall and splat. Mm. And nobody says a thing and about they it. They just walk right on by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. All right. So if you get chopped up, yeah, yeah. But and because there's cool. no action or anything, you get in there, and the, the artist that has done it, who is that? Uh, Ramon K. Perez was the one doing the drawing in there. Yeah. And he does such expressive faces. People, they look angry. Mm-hmm. They look scared. Yeah. They look scary. I mean, it's just so that draws you, and you get the, the characters developed as they go all the way through. Yeah. It's, it's from the perspective of a kid that doesn't know that his mom lived there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't supposed to get pregnant, got pregnant, mm-hmm. had the baby, sent him off with a dad. Who I think it's like he's a mystery man at this point. We don't know who he is. That, that raises a question, because if you can't die and the wounds don't really work, how does insemination work? They haven't explained that part yet. Still at issue four. Maybe they'll get there. I'm not really Maybe sure. Maybe you know that's what not would be a good business life. in that town? Is you could sell organs on the black market, because you can't kill the person, wait, wait, but wait. you can take their so organs and sell it. Gecko from... Uh, and um, then it would regenerate. Hero, wait. No. Uh, Gecko? Like the animal? The Boys, season two. Oh, yes. But Let's then, chop my dick off. But then that's my next question. Can you take body parts out there... Or can they only exist in that realm? Oh, yeah. That's another because th- they could be true if they yeah. didn't. Explain that would that be yet. fun to explore, just yeah. like a universal liver donor for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Just go out and do whatever you want. Just, I'm the liver guy. You yeah. can be the kidney guy. <laughs> I'm the finger guy. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be like um, in American Horror Story '84. Like you try to leave, but you can't. Yeah. There's a lot of. I, w- I want to know where they're gonna go with that because they could really push the envelope there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, I, the, the the kids who are stuck in the bodies or the men stuck in the kids' bodies? This, that sounds. I hate it. And they're just teasing it. They haven't really. There's something behind this one kid in particular. You know, he's just messed up. There's something weird. He's a lot older than he's letting on. So he's a good tease. I don't, coming I, don't, I don't see. I don't like that. I don't like when something is not what it says it is, but it's like really trying to play it off. Like, I'm a human. Yeah, so and that's pop- that's what I'm. Yeah. Alex Segway, Alex Tuna has a new um, show the coming. Alien so one. Yeah, yeah, Resident Alien. Wait, yeah, I can't wait to watch that shit. But well, anyway. I love Alan Tudyk. Yeah, in, in anything. and it's a black sheriff. On so there, the population so can't really change because they can't. They leave, keep right? the borders locked. If you okay. come oh. in and find out about it, they take you to the edge of town and just blow your head off, dead, dead, and bury you and burn you. Right, oh, I can't then. wait for this to go to um, Star. I was gonna say, <laughs> it's, it's gonna go to stars. <laughs> we know it is. What if they blow your brains out, and instead of falling forward, you fall backwards into the town? Half of you here. I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> that would be funny. And you like, said it's only on issue four? Yep. Issue four came out just this last week. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I be seeing it on the rats all the time, and I see people by here and there, but this is the first time I actually heard somebody say anything about it. 
You gotta read it. So you can kind of see in there how the how expressive the faces are and just how it's Chamberlain. Not it's Chamberlain. Best, <laughs> not the best podcast medium, but you know, famously a visual yeah. medium. <laughs> okay, with that, uh, welcome to Daniel Talk, a podcast within a podcast. Um, ba, ba, today we have Andy. Ba, 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 ba. Daniel Talk. That's so, a black man. Yeah, no, uh, so. Andy, quick question for you. Um, in a podcast, what is the best way to show people something? Theater of the mind. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. You must Andy. draw a picture with your words. <laughs> that is Daniel Talk, a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Stillwater has a lot of potential, and you said that one was from uh, Image. Skybound. Right? Is, it, is it Skybound? So, that's a Kirkman. Um, yeah. Kirk, Skybound. Yeah, Kirkman owns okay. Skybound. And he's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, in fact, there was with that crossover book. Yes. They released a, um, a book that was supposedly from the 90s. And it was issue 14 of a book that never existed, a series that never existed, but it got lost in time. And so oh my now God, is that the creepy little older kid? There. Oh, it has to be. I don't like that. That is him as a younger version, I think. Oh. That kid looks like a... I haven't um, seen this episode. I haven't read this issue yet. Oh, okay. I'm not seeing it. It's Bobby Hill. Yes. Yeah. A la uh, Marvel Benjamin Century. Benjamin Button. Like, oh, this is a forgotten character <laughs> from the Golden Age. <laughs> so this one, too, this is Chip Zdarsky that... In, Created this, you know, he's real famous. He's, he's big fantastic. in the big two, so yeah, he's kind of known for a lot of stuff. Um, and I like that Zdarsky can also poke fun of himself. He's he's been you know really good at that, and then everyone else did. And um, there's this guy I used to work with at the comic book store, Brandon, and he and I would always uh, find where Zdarsky would uh, be called out, or people would be like, "Oh, fucking Zdarsky book," or he. What was it he did? Howard the Duck? Yes, Howard the Duck's a big one of his. Hey, folks, Brandon here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he did Howard. He also showed up in a couple of the uh, issues of the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. He was in it. Yeah, yeah. And he was the worst. And and a bunch of times, there's there's other books written by other people. Jason Aaron, in particular, would would write, there'd be an extra in an issue where Zdarsky would get, like, shot in the head or something like that. It was was just the running gimmick. Yeah. Brandon, out. (laughs) And you Thank you, Brandon <laughs> Uh We'll hear more from Brandon in the future, but until then, let him live on your heart. In your, on your heart, let him live on your heart. So one of the yeah. first- <laughs> he's not a tumor. He's not- <laughs> uh, um, one of the ones that really stuck out to me, and I, I told you to read it. It's Infidel. Yes, and that is also a limited, just one book run. It's about uh, I want to say she's an Afghani or Pakistani woman who. Moves into this apartment complex where someone did blow it up and it was, a, you know, an act of terrorism. But the people who still live in that building are, their prejudices are still alive. And you think, okay, this is going to be a commentary on, you know, deep-seated prejudice and racism. And then you find out that the building's haunted. <laughs> and so wait, did the building blow itself up? Or did the building make the person blow it up? Right. Mm. And she's seen faces everywhere, and oh my god. Like I showed you a picture, and it kind of looked like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. But yeah. maybe a little more... The one lady with the big belly that and her face is kind of like... Melting-ish, melting yeah, off. yeah. Kind of like that, yeah. Mm. And they're, like, they're, they're saying in the walls, like, oh, for our younger listeners, go ahead and uh, earmuffs for a second. It's there in the walls, and it's like, ah, bitch, cunt, ah, terrorist, ah, go back to where you came from, tell head, bitch, cunt, fuck. <laughs> Are they so sure it's a racist it's not like, haunted house. Are they sure yeah. it's not people just outside yelling? You forgot Doom Coon. I almost... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, it's one of... You almost one. got me. Hey, they always coming up with new stuff. Okay, if I couldn't call it a spooktacular when we had good Halloween... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, then you've got her mother-in-law, and she's very... 
let's just say to quote Kelsey, you know who she voted for. <laughs> she hopes. You know what church she goes to. Um, you know how she's fine with those people, but not in my house. You know, like, mm. Why do they all smell like curry? You know, that, <laughs> I don't know if she's saying that now or if I'm tapping into something. In my, I was going to say, I think this is just your I got to take a long look in the mirror after yeah, this. <laughs> you said... What you said in it, it just unlocks something yeah. in me. Like, it's key house. It's my power. That's your power. I bring it out of people. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to use that. I am the key. N-word mm. scissor hands. N-word scissor hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's E-N-word scissor hands. Anyway, um, so she's kind of like, you, you can see how she says stuff to the main character, and it's like, ooh, that had a bite to it. That had a little bit of racism underneath it. But and it, then, it's her old mom. It's her, No, it's her mother-in-law. But she's, like, really old. She's, like, mm, old 60s, people you kind of give a pass to because they're all she, She's not old enough to give a pass to. Oh, okay. But by, like, I'd say five years. Oh. <laughs> Where you're like, no, no. Yeah. You've watched Young Sheldon. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> she can't get away with farting in the store by herself. That's exactly <laughs> right. But um, the house attacks her, and everyone thinks that her daughter-in-law did it, and it's this whole thing. And by the end, they escape the house. Mm. They burn it down. And you're like, okay, good, happy ending. And then the two people there cleaning it up. They're like, well, we could, we could build something nice here. And you just see the faces in the background of the darkness coming forward. Mm. So you realize it wasn't the people ever. It was So the mom the and the daughter-in-law burned down the house. No, the mother-in-law, I think she dies. Oh, okay. She definitely goes to the hospital. Okay. But everybody plotted to burn this place down. Did oh. they? Oh, no. Okay. Did the house make him do it? I was asking you. I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know, Michelle. Mm. Wait, do you actually not know? You're not trying to tell us. For, I'm literally for saying, I don't know if it was the people Word. or if it was the house making Oh, so it's open in an interpretation. Exactly. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I like, and I like that. I like when a book doesn't hold your hand all the way. Sometimes. Yeah. So kind of what we were talking about last week with um, sci-fi, what in what influences do you guys see in these books? Or any, any horror books that you've read uh, from independent comics? Well, I don't know what I'd have to think about the influence because uh, Kelsey introduced me to witches, which was How, really I loved is, it. Yeah, which is what? What? Mm, hmm? I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, you heard it. <laughs> which is with a Y? Which is what? You shouldn't do that again. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Took yeah. me a second. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Everyone hates Daniel, and I get off on it. Um, so, witches. What, what influences do you see there? I'd have to think of the influences. Let's wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always say the one, because you know they make that chittering sound with their teeth. But every time, I think I've said this before, that sound always reminds me of Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. that comes oh, out shit. and she has the mouth that doesn't That's close. right. That's, so that's what I always think of. But the drawing is very different. They're like melting and the limbs are very long. and. Okay, so it's more of a, um, what would you call they're that? They're bald. Yeah. Okay, that's just a screw. Oh, maybe like bulky. Nothing wrong with being bald. I know, just because just because she has more hair than everyone here. Are you guys seeing this? Because well, I'm, I'm supposed to be it. a female well, witch, and it looks shave. like a man. <laughs> so. so amorphous. There you go. That's the word. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what about you, Andy? What influences are you seeing in, in the ones that you're reading or have read? I, I think really on the Something's Killing the Kids, it has almost a Stranger Things meets Mama mm. Duke kind of vibe yes. to it. Yes. You know, it's a. It's there's nothing physical attacking them. The creature in here only has a physical form while it's feeding. Mm. So you can't kill it or touch it any other way. So it's kind of got that 
that that Baba Duke feel to it, that spirit right, feel to right. it, but it's still haunting kids in the woods. So it's got that Stranger Things kind of vibe. And yeah, it's got everything you want. In here. Yeah, yeah. You've also got that the, the I don't want to say stereotypical, but um, archetypal kid who's the nerd who everyone thinks you did it, you killed oh, yeah. all them, you killed your friends. No. Yeah, I might be a little gay. Maybe I was in love with him, but I didn't do that. Really, like, and if I'm the nerd, why well, I'm gonna cause myself to be more prosecuted, uh, persecuted, and ostracized and alienated. It took me this amount of time to get friends in the first place. Why well, I'm gonna go and kill him? <laughs> so I think the, maybe not the nerd, more like the weird kid. The weird kid. The weird kid. Like, like, why does he smell like cheese sticks? Yeah. You know, that may explain why everybody wears masks in here. I thought it was like a pre-COVID thing. Or <laughs> no, all no, the no, people no, wear no. face masks. It's um. <laughs> There's a smell we don't talk about, you know. It's like when you have a friend who they've got um they've got a certain smell, but you can't ask about it. Like that's just how they smell. Like Why a can't glandular you ask about thing it? because it's, it's like a, yeah, it's a glandular thing. Oh. But um, <laughs> one thing I do like about um, something is killing the children. It, it it really did remind me of witches in the way like these creatures were kind of like supernatural folklore type, right? And they right. fed on kids' fear. And even sometimes the art is similar, but not the same thing. Because with witches. If I remember, which is funny because it was all about... Which people. is funny. Yeah, that <laughs> the witches make you forget certain, certain shit at the, yeah. at the older you get. So it's hard to um, to warn people about them because they don't know they exist anymore. Which kind of hits that Stephen King Pennywise thing where yes. your, your brain does a does a, a, yeah. a tricky on you. Sneaky. And the storyline, because it goes between like 2011, then you'll see that they're in 2014. So that's why I said it took me a right. minute because I was like, where did they just jump back to? And then she's like in a carnival, and I I was kind of confused, and then it got back to it. But sometimes Stephen King, when he writes, you get kind of lost when he starts talking about somebody's memory. <laughs> yeah, and then he drags yeah. that on, and then I'm like, it's okay. Good old you know scout. what? I, I I I try and hold my tongue on this as much as I can, but Hans Christian Andersen was a hack. And wait, wait, who that? He wrote Little Mermaid. He did write. Okay, Little I was just making. I like I heard and I know the name. What was like, that candlestick story? Oh, fucking Beauty and the Beast. No. <laughs> well, it had a candlestick. It had uh, that was a uh, yeah, it was a candelabra, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Hans Christian Andersen and even Herman Melville on Moby Dick, you're like, ah, oh, here's some action, and he's like, so here's what you need to understand about whale biology. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Hans Christian Andersen would be going, and then he's like, so the coral on the kingdom. Let's let's talk about what region this coral comes yeah. from. Same thing with Stephen King. Yeah. And same thing with some of these Somebody books. Somebody could be wearing a jacket and you get a thread count. Like, <laughs> I don't much. need it. Does it look good? Oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah. got you, I got you now. You catching the analogies? Yeah, like how he describes the monkey's um, grin. I get it. We didn't need all that, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking in their day it was just a flex. It was like, I know all these words and you're going to hear them I went to school. <laughs> I love that the idea of, well, I'm writing a book. You know what? Here's what I know about whales. <laughs> also, butterflies. We're doing a butterfly chapter. Fuck it. And we got to stretch that out. Thousand word essay out. <laughs> like the, the, they were in the trees because they yes. would suck you into the trees. Kind of like, um, well, I guess she didn't do it. In Harrow County. But mm. she stemmed from the tree, so I don't think yeah. she sucked anybody into the tree. Um, people were getting sucked off in those trees. Let no one tell you otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Um, so... Infidel, definitely, like you said, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. It had that weird, uh, I don't want to call it body horror, but kind of body horror. Yeah. And with In- Ice Cream Man, that that riffs on so many things that we're all familiar with, right. which is kind of what makes it unsettling. Because uh, there was, um, what is it? They did the Giving Tree. They did the Giving Tree. The Dr. Dr. Seuss. Seuss, and there was another one. 
Was it Calvin and Hobbes? I uh, they did they definitely did a Calvin and Hobbes thing at one point, but anyway, Even, uh, they did like the superhero Superman trope. We went to a far off planet. That was it, it was it was all star Superman, but it was all fucked up. Yeah, and, I think they did Space Odyssey. In right, I, that's that's what I like about uh, Ice Cream Man is it's so familiar and then gets so twisted that your brain goes, "Oh, I'm safe here." No, you're not. Just because something's familiar does not mean it's safe, which is why you should not go back to your exes there, boys and girls, and uh, friends beyond the binary. <laughs> Just because right. it was familiar doesn't mean it was good. All right, Han, Christian, Anderson. <laughs> you are what you hate. I'm myself? Yes. Got it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. I need to start hating other things. Like the century. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Can we not talk about Marvel? I'm saying you're um, Robin. <laughs> Give me an independent uh, uh, analogy yeah. for that. Wicked and the Divine. Damn! Both. I'm both Wicked and Divine. Yes. Folks, if you could see the way Kelsey's lovingly looking at me while he's calling me both Wicked and Divine. Yeah, they're sparkling. I'm looking at Are my, you seeing it? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. smiling at my own genius. But he was smiling at me. Yeah. That was weird. Anyway. That direct eye contact. It's called physical space. Like, I can't <laughs> not see you right now. It'd be weird to have my eyes closed. <laughs> All I gotta say is that's definitely the cast meow. And there's some okay. So for those of you um, who don't know, Kelsey's about to Sardings. jump into the world of D and D coming this next year, and he I is leaning into it hard. No, no, that's he, the other one. Oh. <laughs> 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 See what I mean? <laughs> the power. It's being able to put a thought or something in people's head without saying it. Oh, so I'm kind of like um, old buddy from Haley's. Empath? Not Empath. I don't think it is Empath. Maybe. Yeah. But that's a big two book. Yeah, it is. And we're not here for that. We're not here for any of that. Now, one one uh, book, and I, I've talked about it before because sometimes I, ha- I go back and forth on Garth Ennis. Because he, he can be really good at storytelling. But then sometimes it feels like you're using a character to be able to say some of the fucked up shit you just wanted to say, you know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, no, no, I was writing a character who was racist. Mm. Yeah. Sure, he said some stuff that I would never say, but... but he says it all the time, and it's named after him, so... You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, one of my roommates and I, we just... Uh, actually, our, our graphic uh, designer, uh, Andy, he and I have been going through and watching Preacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it, it's the same thing where it is technically a horror book, but not in the traditional sense. Like, you know, it, it's, it's not going to scare you. Yeah. So what what defines that line from um, thriller to horror in your mind? It really just depends on because I could say something's not scary and somebody else does like the whole demonic feel. Right. I don't necessarily find that scary, but to somebody else reading it, they do. Sure. I guess for me, one of the things about horror is not necessarily the um, the supernatural aspect of it, but the idea that someone uh, you know could just come into your house and fuck you guys up. You know, it's like um, The Purge or... Um, Real life situation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what fucks me up. So I can watch scary shit all day. I could read scary shit all day. But then when it gets to like Ice Cream Man where... People are just snapping. And the, the, that scene in the town where the town's just going crazy and yeah. there's a dude in the back just cutting his hand up. That fucks with me. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I was just uh, flipping through it, uh, some of the trade paperbacks and the Neapolitan uh, issues. So good. Um, three different timelines of how the events could have went 
but they all end with the same way, and that's with the ice cream man. And then it was because uh, I was looking for the one. Well, no, no, no. One doesn't end with the ice cream man. Oh, you're right, and that's pretty sad. And it wasn't that the vanilla one. Yeah, yeah. I get it because <laughs> it's vanilla. It's basic. It's all right. It's another day, but um, I think what defines like or separates horror from what you say thriller, thriller or like. Or like suspense, right? Because there there is a there's a defining line. And I don't know where it is. So where does that sit with you guys? Um, with me, I I would say like the intent. Like you can't have horror. I would say without death, uh, violence. It doesn't have to be gory. It doesn't have to be bloody. But it also has to, it does have to have a focus. Um, a focus attack, if you will. Um, it has to be something that brings these people into the fear. Like you just can't have okay. the characters as. You know, going about the day, not worry about anything. Like, no, you have to instill the danger. It has to be present. Mm-hmm. And it has to be um, conscious of that, too. Right. Because when you just jump in and it's horror right out the gate, if it's not done correctly... It becomes a comedy. Yeah. yeah. That's just, like in Witches, I think the fear is the entire town turned against her. Um, and then your own family, you know, pledged you. And that's right, how you were right. going to be taken. So. Those around you that you trust turning their back on you sure. to some is a scary concept. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. What about you, Andy? I think it's kind of like where you put me in the story. Am I a right. am I a character in Scooby Doo where we're trying to hunt down the bad guy and find <laughs> out uh, like a who done it kind of mystery? Yes. Or do we already know that this is an evil entity and we have to work together to try to stop it? You know, kind of. Right. Like, yeah. You know the over the overarching thing is it? Are you putting me in a situation where I feel? suspicious and where I'm looking over my shoulder or am I just terrified by what I'm seeing here? Sure, There's a couple sure. ways to do it. You can put a lot of exposition in there in your comic and have a lot of words and kind of paint the picture <laughs> that way. Or you can kind of like what these guys are doing when they, they, they blend in the real dark imagery with a splash of blood here and something is really impactful mm-hmm. there. So you're making me see it and I'm feeling it a different way. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, it's more like, is it a hunt? Am I hunting the bad guy or is a bad guy hunting me? Mm-hmm. Or are you the bad guy? Which some, some well some yeah that too, but some <laughs> books where they, they don't show a monster, they don't show a killer, but it's implied, and you do feel that look over your shoulder feeling for while you're reading it, only to find out it was the main character all along. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah, you have to. It has to be earned, and the, the horror has to be earned. Otherwise, it's just wanton um, violence and gore. I mean, gore porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> and. Eh, you know, that has its place, yeah. but I don't know. There's the one that we were talking about, Gideon Falls, which you're more familiar with. I love yeah. Gideon um, Falls. But yeah, it's when you first get into it, it's not like a monster in your face. It's kind of... Right. You know it's foreshadowing, like there's something there in well, the dark abyss. And, and knowing that there's a force out there that is pushing you to a, a place, and even if you think you're making the right choice in the moment... Mm-hmm. It's all part of some grand design. Yeah. Design, not designed. What is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> but Gideon Falls, that's another one where it seems mundane for the most part. Is this guy unwell? Why is he collecting pieces of wood? Yeah. And then you find out about the black barn. Yep. And then you have cockroaches coming out of a dude's mouth. And then you got an undead preacher. Yeah. And then you've got Christians. You go into the barn and it's just that creepy smile. The creepy smile. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. It's it's very Cheshire Cat-esque, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. so when you're reading your horror books, do you prefer the art over the, the writing? Do you want a good, suspenseful story? Or do you want the drawings to be to creepy out, you know, with the melting faces and the cockroaches coming out of your teeth? Like, which one appeals to you more? combination of both. Yeah. For me. 
Well, and one of the series that we, we've talked about before, and I, I don't want it to take up a lot of time, but Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. The art took me a while to get into. But then you, when you realize that the art is the book yeah. and it goes perfectly with the story, like, why does that dude look so, ugh? Like, it's just slightly off. And then you're reading it, you're like, well, that makes sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be slightly off. Um, for me, um, I definitely have to be, it has to be more visual for me. But if the art isn't as appealing then that's where the story has to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But then, like, with witches, like I was saying before about artists, like, for example, witches wouldn't work for every book. Mm-hmm. But the art in that is perfect yeah. for witches. I couldn't see it drawn uh, any other way. Same thing with Something's Killing, um, Something's Killing the Children. If it was um, drawn more, realistic, more realistically, I would have been kind of not that invested. Because the art is stylized yeah. and it hits the point, especially with old girl's design with the bangs over the hair like Aaliyah, the big eyes, mm-hmm. even the little squid. <laughs> it's just like, it's just perfect. Yeah. Well, and there are books that blend comedy into these. Like, we've got Squee, we've got Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and those are all um, by the same guy who did Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. And while it is, I don't know, those are, those hit that same Invader Zim level of. It's funny, but if it were a real situation, like if there was really an alien eating people's organs and walking around the school, you know. Yeah. With a bad wig on? With a bad <laughs> wig on. Girl! <laughs> but I guess you could break it up the same way you break up films. I mean, you have your B-rated films and mm-hmm. your horror comedies. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you could do the same with the comic books that you read. It's good to sprinkle some comedy in. It kind of, it brings you back into the story. You know, even like Jason Voorhees picks the girl up in a sleeping bag and smacks her against all the trees. You know, that's super funny. You know, versus Jason. Or the here's Johnny moment. That's meant for a laugh. Yeah, exactly. You have to have it. Like, when I go see a horror movie, when I went to go see um, either of the most recent uh, It movies, I was laughing most of the time. And I don't, maybe that's something wrong with me. But that's how I respond in those situations. I'm like, that was, what? What is happening? Yeah. People are jumping, and I'm like, this is, this is Or like when an old lady in the background neck is just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I yeah, oh, keep it together. You didn't hear none of that? Oh, that dry-ass skin. <laughs> Shuffling around on them. Titties slapping against the, um, the, the solar plexus. Yeah. Snowflakes. <laughs> it, she sounds like snowflakes to you? Yeah, no, that's when, you're, when your skin's all, like, coming off. That's what oh. it's called? I don't know. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. snowflaking out there. I don't know. Now, now that's all I can think about. Do you like put your tongue out? Just like, <laughs> um, so have you guys ever seen, because I, I can't think of one super out there, maybe Preacher, but a superhero horror story. How would that work? You mean not including like I know we're not talking about the bid too, but not like uh, counting uh, Marvel zombies and things of that nature. See, Marvel zombies, sure, and but the zombie trope kind of yeah, it's not really horror. It's yeah. just now it's just zombies. Like what about this new Hulk series coming out? I mean, again, Immortal? back to the big two, but the Immortal Hulk, he's kind of it's going back to where he's a monster again. Yeah, he only comes out. Yeah, I heard that kind of stuff. I heard some people describe it as a very horror like. It really series. is the yeah. the body horror alone. Oh, the yeah. way that it's drawn is is fantastic in the way that it distorts everything, and. You realize these these big creatures are monstrous, and I think you have to have that, you know. Yeah. But I don't know how how would you how how would y'all do a superhero horror story? I mean, you have to yeah. first 
um, figure out what what's horror to you. Because technically, if you want to go about it, like Blade, Blade One could be depicted as a horror action yeah. film. Sure, but stay, vampire... stay stay away from the big two. How yeah. would you do it? How would I do it? Yeah, I just said it. Okay. <laughs> Instead of him being, I don't know how to do because I would uh, end up having werewolf, the villain be a, a black story. werewolf um, hunter in the seventies. Be disco bells, afros, and full moons. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a moon medallion. It'd be called Howlin' J- uh, Howlin' Jive. <laughs> that does not sound scary whatsoever. It doesn't. Hey. Hey. I don't know if I, I don't know hey. if, it, if it was um, again with Brandon or someone else, but. I had an idea for a story called My Dead Ex-Boyfriend Can Fly. And it's about a zombie uh, superhero. He's like a Superman-type character who got killed but can't really die. So he's not really there, not really alive, and it's My Dead Ex-Boyfriend Can Fly. So Bizarro. Kind of Bizarro. Or Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. Damn, Drop... My boyfriend. I used to watch the movie. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Like I said, my villain would end up carrying the story. If it was scary. Okay. Or the villain... Is the only one that's prepared to handle this because nobody's yeah. man enough or woman enough to do the deeds. Yeah. Well, the question is, what kind of horror do you introduce and how scary do you make it? How unsettling do you make it? Yeah. I, I like when the the bad guy's always hidden. It's just something happened and you don't mm-hmm. know who did it. You don't know why it happened. Mm-hmm. I always want to set my stuff like in Victorian times or somewhere old because I don't like the internet and the phones and yeah. all these right, cool tricks right, you can right. solve things. People are... Back then, they were more superstitious. It was easy to to fall for the oh, they're cursed or they're a witch, and mm-hmm. right, you get absolutely. that you know, so you can get everybody to turn they on you that no way. And I love a good who done it. So the whole time, you know, it, the whole misdirection where oh, it was that guy. Wait, nope, he's dead now. You know, and yeah, that I like that. I like the twist and the yeah, twist. yeah. So how would you incorporate that into a superhero story? Basically, make them kind of like the uh, the Justice League, like uh, the, the boys almost, or the the Evil right, Seven, right. you know that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. where you're mixing with sinister or something like that. Where it looks like you've got to have all of Superman's powers to be able to accomplish all the ways you killed mm. somebody, but it turns out it was just Iron Man over here. Sure, you know yeah. that kind of thing. Well, and, and kind of um, we talked about it a little bit um, earlier in this series, but uh, in Invincible, when Mark gets sent into another dimension where there's a cannibal version of him, it. It's freaky. Mm-hmm. It's one of those parts where I was reading it and I had to put it down and go for a walk. And <laughs> mid-shift, <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I got to go. For, I just got to go. I got to go smoke. I got to go do something because this this just got under my skin. And I don't know. That was a superhero story, but it was more. Yeah. I don't know. It, horror and superheroes don't work as well as no. they could. I like the idea of, like, serial killers and having a supernatural element to it. But, okay. Yeah. Mm. So oh, that book well, crossover is kind of doing it in a way where there's the heroes are coming from another dimension, but do they mean to do us harm? Kind of yeah. thing, right? Or um, a la, once again, I'm gonna do it. The X Men. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> and so when Wolverine was fucking with the Brood and they landed in the desert, it's like put that uh, superhero in space and have them fight some type of parasitic horde of extra extraterrestrial creatures or some shit like that. Very. No, Prometheus like. But mm. no, I'll tell you about very classic aliens. Okay. And and aliens and predator aliens well and now now they've been you know, the rights have been bought. But before those were I wanna say Dark Horse or uh Im- Image. like uh, Predator, Batman I believe, I think there's a Predator um Punisher mm-hmm. and a Predator Wolverine crossover too, I think. But before those were uh independent comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's also pre- again, are you are you watching someone being hunted? Are you on a spaceship where people don't listen to the fucking rules 
and they're Don't take ass in space. Yeah, being on a spaceship <laughs> by itself as a horror element because you're exactly. out there. You know, you're just on this vessel. You can't escape. You can't jump in the water yeah. overboard. You can't. At least, you're yeah, here. At least you, you know that. that, or like on a submarine. Either one, where you're just you're enclosed and it's. You're trying really hard not die, to kill you know, the person no next to you. Just and you just see madness set in amongst the group. That's yeah. When 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 you're watching people space slowly unravel, that's space <laughs> madness. Um, now there was a book that had kind of had a superhero element to it, but was also deeply unsettling, and that was She Could Fly. Are you all familiar with this? Mm-mm. I know you talked about it before. It's the same artist from Ice Cream Man, and there's on the news. There's this lady that just was flying, and she's flying all over. No one knows why. And you're following this teenage girl who is mentally unwell. At one point in the first issue, uh, her grandma gives her this little cactus. And you see her and she takes it and opens her mouth and shoves it in. And you see all the needles poking out. Okay. And then you realize that was in her head. And she keeps having these visions of things that she could do. Like killing her parents or like abusing an animal or some, you know. And But she doesn't do it, but she, it's, it's eating her alive because... It's doing it right now. (gasps) Fucking big dick energy out there. It's eating her alive because she doesn't want to think these things. She doesn't want to feel this way, Mm -hmm. but that's what she sees. And then she's like, I'm I'm a bad person because I think these things. And, oh, man, it's watching someone unravel like that and you're reading it from their point of view. I like that in a horror story. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of getting close to the end here. Um... Were there any honorable mentions you guys have? Yes, um, I have a. Um, Sorry. Oh, you good? Um, yes, I have one. It's um, a new comic book. It's only one issue, and it's um, Homesick Pilots. It's about a group of runaways, kids that have been in foster care, sometimes just living on the you street. You were telling me about yeah, this. One, they're yeah, they're in an indie punk band, and there's what that one house in town, that urban legend house that, ooh, if you go there, can you stay a night there? People died there. And yeah, a girl goes there and. She dies, or does she become something different? And now she could teleport across the country, and then the house kind of kills a bunch of people from the um, opposing or rival um, punk group. And yeah, they open the door, and a river of blood comes out. So I was like, I mean, that, right, that, that, that's a good plan until there's no bands to open for you. Because you are the opener, yeah. Closer. I'm not playing that long. Well, yeah, 30 minutes set, and then go home. Well, the band life isn't. Where are my man. drink tickets? No. no, that's not your life. Man, you're right. You're the performer. I don't think you get drink tickets. I'm neither hologram nor gem. Jesus. Mm, you truly are outrageous. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? Any honorable mentions for you? I'd say if you haven't checked out uh, 13 Coins, go ahead. There are talks of making it into a show or movie. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's when they'll kind of wrap up some of those loose ends. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that way, but I think that's kind of how it'll go. Um, and Harold County was another good read. Um and the, the watercolor art style. Yeah. Fucking. Really like I it. can watch those YouTube videos of him doing it all day. Yeah. So good. Andy. You know, I don't have any honorable mentions, but I want to keep saying over and over again, pick up something is killing the children. I'm not the only one that thinks it's the best book that comes out. Like it's I said, so it's been nominated for school awards this year. It's, it's good to support independent comics. They're coming out. They're one of the ones that's actually hitting their deadlines. The books yes. are still coming out on time. <laughs> Isn't that the and wildest thing, thing that happened during this pandemic? Is <laughs> Marvel and DC were like, we can't. And independence like... No, I want to say maybe it's on Read issue me. eight because the volume two of the trade is mm-hmm. out. Okay, so at least eight issues. Okay. Yeah, uh, for me, Gideon Falls that yeah. that is ending here real soon, and oh my god, the art! Oh my god, the writing! Just all of it. It may be a slow burn at first, but once you get going, 
Hey folks, Brandon here again. I just want to take a moment to say that Andrea Sorrentino's artwork in Gideon Falls is actually groundbreaking. It's not something I thought I would say in you know the second decade of the 21st century, but it, I you know I thought that medium was fully explored. No, Andrea Sorrentino did things that I didn't think were possible with a pen and paper. Mm -hmm. Definitely check out Gideon Falls. Brandon, bye. Out. <laughs> He's right though. The way that they have our inside kicking. <laughs> uh, the way that he has this like. Almost uh, negative cut, like ne like a, you're looking at a negative of a picture, basically. Yeah. But the way he does it, it it's like um, almost like an anime. Oh, you okay. know, we're like it's like oh, you know, and there's a, just a red backslash. Oh, and, yeah, okay. and, and with that, the moment hits. It's read Gideon Falls. I fucking cannot recommend that enough. Um, okay, last uh, questions for all of you. One, uh, thank you all for being here, Andy, Michelle, Kelsey. Where could the people find you? What, uh, which of these books would you want to see adapted into a live action show? And um, what do you think scares God? Andy Babcock on most social medias. I'm not active a lot, but you can find me. I'll find you back. Uh, I think what from what we've talked about today, I'm almost certain that Ice Cream Man is very ripe for some kind of live adaptation. I could, I, I could list off showrunners. Anybody jump in mind for you for we went running that show? Jordan Peele. No, that's the first one that comes to my mind. He's doing Twilight, and Ice Cream Man is very Twilight Zone-ish. And his Twilight Zone is good. Word. Did you see that season one finale? Ah, and anthology series are really popular now. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, and what do you think scares God, Andy? You know, I eat Taco Bell, and I've scared most things shortly <laughs> afterwards. I'm sure God would be amongst them. <laughs> okay, uh, Michelle... Where can the people find you? Which of these do you want to see adapted? And um, if God gets scared in the middle of the night, would you bring him a warm glass of milk? No. Well, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emily Gideon on Instagram and Michelle Gideon on Facebook. Which one would I want to see? Gideon Falls would, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great read. I don't know if I can see that being adapted. It would take yeah. a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional people on it. Yeah. You couldn't just slap that one together. No. But Ice Cream Man, I could see. Okay. The way you guys describe it as being one. Um, I have to agree. Great. Kelsey, where can the people find you? Which one do you want to see adapted? And um, so God's scared in the middle of the night, right? He comes to your bed and says, Kelsey, can I sleep with you tonight? What do you say? I'm like, no, bro. You can sleep in the bed. I sleep on the floor. Like, I'm not sharing my... <laughs> but I don't want to sleep alone, Kelsey. Oh, you give him the bed? Yeah, I'm a good person. I'm like, no, well, sometimes you got to do that. The world is lonely. I don't know. If you make him be small spoon, that's kind of a power trip. Yeah. yeah. You only small spoon if you can get scooped out, and I'm not about to do all that. <laughs> but the people can find me, Kills for Show, Instagram, Snapchat, Kelsey DeAndre Greer on Facebook, Kills for Show on YouTube, also on YouTube, The Escaping Network. We're there. I wanted to say podcast, but I know you did. <laughs> the Escaping Network on YouTube. You uploading videos next year. Definitely be having some fun, cool, and ridiculous things on there for you guys. And um, as far as a series that I would like to see um, adapted to, like a movie or a TV series, um, I would say Wicked and Divine. Because I was just I was talking to a friend of mine about that. Like I read up to a point because it changed the tone. And the the artist in it, and it kind of took me out. But if done right, it could be American Gods meets Euphoria, Ooh. and that's a market that hasn't been tapped yet. You get the supernatural, you get yeah. the God sci-fi, and young people vibrant and 
the culture. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Word. What about you, Daniel? Where can the people find you? Uh, what series would you like to see adapted live action? And hmm, if God was a song, what song would she be? Ooh, okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas. Um, again, Instagram. I'm just sharing pictures of uh, my cat. Not a euphemism. He's actually a cat. Um, that's Blue Morpho, one word, where the O's are zeros. I, I have to go with Ice Cream Man. It's it's perfect. I can see that being an Amazon series easily. Just so good. God would be Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the end of our show today. Crop tops and beats. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, just because he's been on my mind uh, recently, so I will be. Um, today we're leaving you with Ghostly Steps by Had I Known. Rest in power, Brian Easton. I've just been missing you, man. Um, yeah, if you or anyone else you know uh, would like to have your music featured on the show, please email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. Uh, we're, we got some stuff coming next year, and really happy that you've uh, chosen to listen to us this long. We, we're going to do uh, you know some year in review stuff. We're going to do a Christmas special, holiday special, whatever the fuck. Um, Kwanzaa, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just... Take care of yourselves. It's been a really fucking rough year, everyone. Um, and remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And if you ever feel like you're stuck in a well, key house, you can unlock yourself, go down the street, grab an ice cream from the ice cream man, oh boy. and become an escapee. Stay uncanny, y'all. <laughs>